Good evening, it's Tuesday the 26th of February 2019 and this is the Juicecast for the week and it's been a very exciting week in lots of ways. Um, someone's actually put a, put a case against Trump, a sexual harassment case, a former, former aide. Um, not sure how far that will go. Bernie Sanders has announced his presidential candidacy, presidential run for the Democratic pre-selection, um, entering a very uh, um, full, uh, I don't always, I can't always think of the exact word, a very crowded, there we go, a very crowded pre-selection race. Um, some interesting people, I think it's, it's a Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren and... Um, at least 12 other people and faces show up on Stephen Colbert. Um, I've been... Oh, and also Cardinal George Pell, the highest ranked Australian in the Vatican, has been um, found guilty of two counts of uh, sexual abuse of a minor. And... Uh, some chickens are definitely coming home to roost in that decision. Um, I won't go into it too much because I don't know anymore. It was only released today. Apparently, the the hearing and the you know the decision of the court case was all all handed down in December, and a number of journalists and newspapers are um, in the firing line for a. a contempt of court I think it is um, sort of hinting at the at, at what it was back in December um, and you're not allowed to do that it's naughty very bad um, I've been watching Russian Doll on Netflix um, Leslie Headland I think is the name of the other producer on that um, Amy Poehler and Natasha Leon being the uh, other two sides of the triangle there. Um, it was nice to see pictures of Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and Maya Rudolph dressed up for the Oscars. They were there. My beloved Olivia Coleman won an Oscar and gave a lovely acceptance speech for her role in The Favourite. And um, I didn't get to see the rest of the Oscars. Um, I don't really know how it was broadcast. I used to tape it off the TV and watch it over and over but um didn't get around to it this year um i would like to catch up with a few more moments at the age of youtube it's not such a big deal to miss out on the broadcast anyway um now ever mindful that this might be transcribed by my dear friend um i'm going to try not to do too many ums and ers and non sequiturs and um there we go that's a good start start as you need to go on so I'll talk Russian Doll. Russian Doll is a fantastic onion of a plot. It addresses so many different ideas, almost incidentally, because there's only one real core idea, which is why are they dying and coming back and coming back and reliving this Groundhog Day. Um, and when she, uh, the main character discovers a more com complex reality that she appears to be sharing. Uh, it's, ah, oh, is that a spoiler? I don't know. 
Well, she's sharing it with other people at the party. So what happens is she dies and then she comes back to life at the at the same party in front in the same bathroom with that amazing um, installation in in the door and all of those amazing characters who are at her party. So it's her birthday, thirty sixth birthday. Anyway, it's fantastic. I can't. I couldn't really recommend it more highly. It's it's really accomplished piece of television and uh, well worth your time and effort and money. If you haven't got Netflix, you might want to get your free month and just gorge gorge it and then um, <laughs> say you don't want it anymore. Although you would not be able to catch up on all of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay, now I read a whole book in the last week. I bought a copy of One of Us is Lying. Um, it's a young adult murder mystery which was written, it's a debut novel by a, a writer called Karen M. McManus. And it's, it's really a very, a very readable book. I, I basically read it, I think, in about four days. Um, it, for someone of my generation, it's actually really, it's got a whole other layer of meaning because it's a, it's basically sort of riffing on high school stereotypes and, there are cultural references that I go, oh, I know exactly what she's talking about. So the, the the other line on the cover, aside from One of Us is Lying, which is the title, is a geek, a jock, a criminal, a princess, a murder. Who would you believe? And so the, the book's written as a series of diary entries in sequence. So um, each of the four main characters are telling a chapter at a time. And I can sort of see it becoming a movie, but I also really enjoy the fact that it is definitely a book. It's not one of those books that is almost written to dangle a potential screenplay in front of people. Like I thought The Nanny Diaries was way too much like a screenplay. And then it turned into, you know, it got bought, the book rights got bought and it became a movie, which I never wanted to see because, I don't know, it felt like I'd already seen the movie by reading the book. Might not make sense. But at any rate, One of Us is Lying is a lovely book. It's good. It's engaging. It's funny. It's sweet. And it pulls you along nicely. It's sort of like an entree version of a Leanne Moriarty. And uh, there's, there's certainly no no harm in, in reading it as an adult, but uh, it's pretty suitable reading for, say, a 14, 15, 16-year-old. And, um, yeah, I, I, like, I liked it a lot. I bought two of her books. They were both sort of... I thought my daughter might like to read them when she gets a bit bigger. Um, a cat, the little frisky cat, is playing with the curtain. You're frisky, aren't you? She's doing really well. She's had her second lot of vaccinations and her coat is becoming sort of softer and silkier. She's not that fuzzy little kitten anymore. She's doing really well. Um, I have actually listened to a lot of new music lately. Uh, Helago Hela, Negro, Running, um, Powder, New Tribe, which is fantastic the music video for powder's new tribe is really really cool and also i've finally fallen in love with troy sivan um lucky strike is a, a divine pop song and it's um it's getting a lot of of uh, airplay in my car and uh, i put it on my ipod thingo so that when i went into the city on the bus. I went to the city on the bus the other day. It was exciting. I finally got around to writing my Bruno Gantz, um, my dear, dear departed Bruno Gantz, his name in calligraphy, which is something I really did want to get around to. So that was nice. 
Um, so I read One of Us is Lying, Karen McManus. Yep, very good. Enjoyed that. And yesterday I actually managed to get out to see a film in the cinema. I had seen an, um, a pop-up ad in my Facebook feed, I think, um, for this movie called Cold War. Didn't really know much about it, but I thought I'd like to see something that I don't know much about that the New York Times says is good. Um, and it was really lovely. Um, it actually, speaking of Bruno Ganz, who was the angel in that Vim Vendors film, it's um, Cold War isn't as majestic as Wings of Desire, but or as conceptual, but in its in its sort of stark beauty and simple classic style of storytelling, it's got a lot in common with you know a Fellini or a Vendors or it's a beautiful film, and it was uh, written and directed by Pavel Pavlikowski, who I think is the man who directed the first film that Emily Blunt was in. I think it's called My Summer of Love. If I'm not mistaken, that was Pavel Pavlikovsky as well. And um, I thought Cold War was excellent. There's an absolutely stunning man in it, Thomas something or other, and he's just beautiful and shot in black and white. He just, oh, he, he, he just broods off the screen. You could... You could easily imagine him as a, a real matinee idol. And it's it's interesting, really, that he sort of made a lot of contemporary Hollywood actors look very plain. And that's not particularly hard. I'm thinking of people like Ryan Reynolds, who I think is exceptionally plain. Um, and even people like Chris Hemsworth. Like, he's very handsome, but, man, this man, Thomas from Cold War? Yes, quite something else uh and joanna kulik who played the um the main uh, female part she was brilliant brilliant and it was very beautiful music it's really a film about musicians um a singer and a pianist in uh over a period of time from the end of world war ii through to the mid 60s I think, and um, possibly a little bit later, late 60s. And it was all filmed in black and white. I really liked it. So that's definitely something that I would recommend going to see if you're a cinephile. Um, other book news, I'm currently reading The Hobbit. My daughter has to read it for her uh, English class, and I've never read it. I wasn't really much one for fantasy books um, when I was younger, and so I just never read it. But reading it um, in the, the first chapter, there's a bit where it mentions Mirkwood, and my Stranger Things alarms went off. Mirkwood, oh, that's so exciting, huh? And um, it was a very sort of odd reaction to have, I thought, to be excited about the name of the street, the reference in Stranger Things. Anyway, I'm reading The Hobbit up to about chapter two. It's really good, of course. It's a classic. It's really lovely language. And unfortunately, my daughter has to really break it down and analyse it. And I think it's a really unfortunate thing that you sort of have to study these books in that way because, I don't know, it just it doesn't seem, it's, it almost seems to rob the book of the joy that you would get out of just reading it. But ours not to reason why. That's the education system. And um, that's what she has to do. But I thought, you know, I'll read it with her and we can talk about it and 
maybe we can try and enjoy it that way haven't cooked anything interesting for ages we, we just um although i have been eating a lot of fruit um the mangoes are lovely at the moment and the raspberries are getting cheap so i've been eating a lot i was reading this article today saying that fruit and vegetables in australia will get very expensive because of all the floods and the droughts in queensland and mostly queensland which is um really the part of australia that grows the most of the fruit and vegetables i think the upper New South Wales is also very fertile. There's lots of dairy farms around um, Victoria. A bit cooler down here. Anyway, the little kitten is now biting my arm. Um, so, ow! <laughs> little rotter. She is extremely active. Not a passive little kitten. You do not wake up. I'm having a decaf cup of tea. Oh. <laughs> yes, well and truly a pet owner. Ow! So I'm going to have to go and save myself from this cat. Ow! Thank you very much for listening. Do um, hop out and see some things. There's some wonderful stuff on at the moment. Um, Adelaide Fringe is going. There's a couple of friends of mine doing shows. Um, Chloe Back's Sister Transistor is on. Zuma Zuma's show sounds fantastic. My friend Tom Smith is doing shows with Liz Dooley and other guests. And it's all making me miss Adelaide pretty badly. So, um if you're in Adelaide, I'm jealous and I hope you're enjoying the Fringe. And if you're ev anywhere else, uh, wherever you are, take care of yourself and I will see you next Tuesday.